listening to the Rugby Coaches Corner podcast with your host, Andy Plymer. Bringing you up-to-date coaching concepts from the world of rugby. Sharing ideas to make the game better. All right, welcome to episode number 56 of the Rugby Coaches Corner podcast. I'm your host, Andy Plymer, and joining me today is Ramses Langston. Ramses is based in Vancouver and is the head coach of the University of British Columbia's men's rugby team. His home club is Capilano RFC, and he has had coaching roles in schools, junior age grade, and senior club. He's a father of three, a teacher, and an athletic director, and it's a pleasure to have him on the show. So welcome, Ramses. Hey, thank you so much, Andy. Yeah, no worries, man. Uh, it's been uh, probably three or four years since we last uh, reached out and when I first met you over in BC. Yeah, man, and that was a good time. I uh, <laughs> I still think about those little camps and things, right? Yeah, yeah, that was awesome, man. That was a it was a good good camp, and uh, yeah, it was good just to you know hang around after sessions, talk rugby, and uh, bounce some ideas off each other. Oh yeah, absolutely. Nice to be in a room full of uh, guys just uh, working on trying to figure it out. You yeah. know, I uh, I quite enjoyed that. Uh, in fact, most of my learnings come from um, you know those types of uh, open conversations between uh, you know other coaches. Yeah, for sure. I I, I agree. I, I think they're great when you're in that. You know, you're totally immersed in that rugby environment. It really gets the ideas going. Um, yeah. So we t- touched a bit on your backstory there of coaching. What? How'd you start as a coach, and and what's the what's the journey been like over the last few years? Oh man, it's uh, it's been pretty crazy. Um, you know, I don't think I take a lot of time to uh, to look back because things seem to be moving um, forward so fast. But um, you know, my coaching really started um, out of uh, you know out of a general um, a general interest um, or a passion for the game, but a general interest in giving back. Um, I went to Carson Graham in North Vancouver mm-hmm. um, and had some uh, wonderful, um, you know, role models and coaches that took the time to kind of, you know, give me something to pour all my energies into. And, uh, you know, um, I recognized very early as a young man that um, those opportunities and the time that they took um, was so important. So I think my first objective was to return home after um you know, graduating uh, university and uh, offer myself as an assistant coach or as a, you know, a support coach, um, you know, to uh, Carson Graham. Um, so I think that was, you know, really the, um, you know, the starting point um, at, at that time, um, you know, Carson had so many coaches and uh, the school itself was very well known for providing coaches, even at other schools and in our community. So there was quite a network. And um, so, uh, coach by the name of Ian McDonald, um, you know, um, asked me to uh, to join him up at a, you know, like a junior school um, called Balmoral. Yeah. Um, so I spent I spent the year, you know, kind of working and helping him out um, before uh, the next year where I got a chance to move to Carson Grant. That's awesome. Yeah. And what what were those first uh, first experiences like? No doubt, like <laughs> similar similar to mine. Pretty clunky. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Very messy. Um, you know, um, I, I had been dabbling in coaching and as a player, I, I really felt like I understood the game and played it to, uh, you know, a reasonable level. Obviously, uh, 
nothing, um, you know, at the national or, or, you know, anything further. But, you know, I always thought it was a really good player. But until you have to break the game apart um, and explain to, you know, uh, small groups or large groups, um, rugby concepts, uh, it was a, a real eye-opener in terms of how much I had to learn um, in order to be, you know, uh, an expert or uh, considered, um, you know, somebody that, um, you know, is a valuable coach within a program. So, uh, yeah, a lot of mistakes, a lot of, uh, lot of, lot of messiness, but, um, you know, again, it was, it was, it was fun at that time. So I, I didn't really care. I was just, you know, doing stuff and, and trying to do my best to give back. Yeah, yeah, totally. And you, you, um, you did a bit of, bit of work with, uh, some of the, uh, BC rep teams as well. So you're dealing with, you know, with higher caliber players in high school, obviously. What did you, are you, you pretty much coaching the same stuff? You still feel that the, the, the player IQ is still needs, needs developing or were you advancing it a little bit more? How, how did it change from going from high school into rep stuff? Yeah. Um, my next stage was obviously to uh, work with Tom Marish, um out of Carson Graham. So, um, a lot like yourself, another uh, up-and-coming coach, uh, young, very young, um, but um, had lots of aspirations in terms of, you know, national-level coaching and had just a, an outstanding eye. Uh, Tom had uh, obviously graduated from UVic and uh, was, um, you know, definitely mentored and influenced by Doug Tate. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, in that stage uh, came the BC rep stuff, you know, from my connection to Tom. He was obviously a a fast riser in the um, in the rugby uh, the rugby rugby rep community, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know his his first look for a couple of things was you know hey do you want to you know get in uh, at the time I didn't feel I, like I was ready um, but uh, a couple of years later uh, I got approached by Dave Brown and uh, representatives of the uh, or a representative of the um, uh, BC Rugby Union. Um, and uh, got involved and and that led me to um, doing some rap rugby with with Jeff Williams and um, you know, just to speak, just to speak to your point. Um, yeah, there's definitely a jump up um, again. And I think, you know, those, those kind of, you know, level increases and uh, player, you know, player caliber increases uh, really force you into now, you know, doing some more homework and making sure you're, uh, you know, prepared for sessions and, you know, have a good idea of what you, you want to accomplish. Um, it also led me to, you know, really have a look at, um, you know, what I was like in terms of like communicating with players. So um, that period um, was definitely a, a really huge time for me um, as I was, you know, really trying to figure things out on the fly um, and uh, just trying to take in as much information from guys like Jeff and Tom and, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, guys like Tim Murdy, mm. um, who were all at that same time really, um, you know, making their mark on rugby as well. Yeah, yeah, having those mentors and, you know, coaches that you can watch and get ideas from uh, is really important. I know personally for me, I, um, being around Francois Rattier um, really opened my eyes mm-hmm. a lot to how how rugby can be coached. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it's super important. Yeah, now, yeah. now you're at UBC, you're heading up the UBC program. We've had that up for, for a few years now. What's What's a bit of a general description of uh the ubc men's rugby program um wow general um you know we we like to call like we like to um you know 
Uh, that's a that's a tough one. Um, I don't want to give you catchphrases. I think that's what <laughs> yeah. you know. That's what my first instinct is. Is like, hey, UBC, we are. Uh, I don't want to deal with it. So I'll give you a more honest um, answer. Um, uh, we really, you know, UBC to describe it. Um, it's it's a place where um, you know our athletes, uh, the athletes that have chosen our program, can come and um, you know be challenged, um, but enjoy the hard work. Yeah. Um, so. I think if I had to describe it, um, you know, we, we we have, you know, drawn from as many different rugby influences as possible. Um, so to describe the program, I would say we're, we're really an, an evolving hybrid program. Um, you know, we, we, we see things, uh, we bring them in, we take it apart, we kind of take what we uh, really enjoy or we think fits uh, with a particular team for that year and um, so again, um, you know, to describe it, I would say, you know, it's uh, hard work, um, but it's it's a lot of fun. Um, it's uh, player centered, so um, you know, we spend a lot of time trying to, um, you know, work on a, a more holistic level, you know, with the the whole human being, and um, just trying to understand who they are as individuals, and you know, what they bring to the table, you know, in terms of diversity. Um, so, you know, um, I think that would be you know, um, a description. Uh, we also really, uh, you know, take great pride in the, um, you know, the crossing over of the uh, rugby and educational pathways. Mm. Um, so seeing them, seeing them as a unified something, um, you know, uh, versus two separate things. And I think, uh, you know, our players, uh, you know, really buy into the fact that we're just as committed uh, to turning them into outstanding national level or professional players or um, coaches or referees um, as we are with seeing them graduate and walk across the stage and, mm. you know, um, have that backup plan, you know, for life in case, you know, rugby doesn't lead to, uh, you know, full-time, full-time occupation. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. And it's, you know, it's a, it's a fine balance. I think uh, doing that and making sure that, you know, you got to make sacrifices somewhere, and often it'll be on on the practice fields where you have to. Okay, we we can't do this, this, and this because the guys are gassed; they're in exams. Um, we've got to make sure that's priority number yeah. one. So, I'm sure you have to adapt uh, with that kind of stuff. Yeah, you bet. Um, in fact, you know, I'm you know fifth fifth year in. Uh, we're able to anticipate more of um, the avenues by which we can support our athletes, and I think. You know, also understanding that the mind and body are uh, are really important um, partners, um, and uh, you got to really um, you got to really see that our guys in those exam periods or throughout life have things that come up, and mm. you know they're often affected by them, and it's not necessarily the rugby. And um, so, um, you know, last couple of years we've been really looking at the um, you know kind of the mental aspect as well as you know just the physical preparation that goes into uh, developing our athletes. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And what what when you took it you said you've been with the program for five years. When when you took over, what 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 was the state of the program uh, for UBC at that stage? Yeah, uh, it was interesting. At the time I came in, um, you know, I was asked to come in and have a look at the program um, and sort of see what I thought, given an assessment of you know whether I felt like um, you know I could move into a head coach role. Um, you know, I. I there was some interest for me to do it right out of the gate, but I, I felt it important to take a look at it for a year and, and really try and understand it. Um, 
you know, when I arrived, um, they were, uh, you know, a, a good group of athletes. Uh, Spence McTavish was an, is an awesome rugby coach and a rugby man, uh, you know, a legend. Um, so it was really cool to uh, get to mentor under him and work with him and, you know, get his thoughts on what he'd been building. Um, the level of the level of play was uh, Okanagan Springs, so kind of like a Div One of um, clubs that uh, played just just below the Premiership. Um, so, you know, clubs like Richmond and United and a few others. Um, and uh, I think, you know, really when I look back on it, it's just you know kind of not making the most out of it its resources at the time. Um, I think the players had, um, you know, maybe lost their way um, in terms of what it meant to represent the club mm-hmm. um, and, and feel proud um, to be a part of something. And, um, you know, uh, Spence did a wonderful job trying to, you know, trying to, trying to build that and, and pass it on to his players. Um, but for some reason, and, you know, it could be many things, uh, there was a bit of a disconnect in my opinion. Okay, well, and then you know, after after taking over, um, you guys just you just won the the university national champs um, in 2017, and I think is it how many BC premierships you won? Three straight now, is it? Yeah, we're three in a row, and I gotta bring back attention to the first one, which was super cool, and that was a double win at that Okanagan Springs level. Mm. Um, so in our first year, with all kinds of uh, real doubt about, you know, whether or not uh, I could um, or my good friend Curry, you know, um, really lead this this program and, and turn it around. Mm. Uh, we won we won an epic battle um, at both levels uh, against awesome. the Seattle Saracens, yeah. and um, so that was that was year one. And to take a bunch of college guys, uh, uni guys, and uh, front up against a bunch of USA Eagles and, and get a win. Um, you know, was just, it was so cool. The game had like two red cards and two ambulance visits. And like, (laughs) I just, you know, it was like the wildest game I've ever been a part and, uh, never in my life have I felt so, uh, so helpless, you know, (laughs) You know, short short of um, hopefully some redirection at halftime, uh, the game just took a life of its own. And so that was the first. Um, and then, yes, uh, three times uh, premiership champions, uh, which we're very proud of. And, um, you know, there's a seventh title in there last year, yeah, uh, Canadian right, yeah. champion. And, uh, and then this year, uh, obviously, the inaugural uh, Spence McTavish uh, rugby championship. So um, it's been an awesome, an awesome run. Yeah, no. yeah, and like to turn to turn the group around like that. What, what, what do you think? Some of the, some of the the key key things for for that success is from your point of view as head coach. So uh, you know what? To be honest, um, I got to give all the credits um, to um, uh, to just making sure I brought in uh, people I could trust. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a huge something. Um, I'm, uh, you know, I pride myself in, in, in hopefully um, being able to recognize people that you can trust to, you know, know what, what it is that they want to accomplish, um, who are highly intelligent and um, who are motivated uh, to be the best. So, uh, obviously, the first thing I did was reach out to Curry um, Hitchborn, who I, mm-hmm. you know, knew from um, Caps, and, you know, uh, he agreed to come out and give me a hand. And that, um, you know, that partnership 
uh, was a critical, you know, kind of a critical piece to mm-hmm. getting things moving. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, having a partner and somebody to, you know, share the uh, the tough times and the, um, you know, obviously the successes uh, with is, um, you know, valuable. Um, uh, being uh, kind of a little bit outside the the norm, I think, was the other thing. <laughs> I think yeah, from knowing both of us, uh, mm. we're a little bit we're a little bit unusual, I believe. Um, you know, we have our own styles and we have unique personalities and, um, you know, it was very clear. Neither of us was going to do anything different than be ourselves and, and Mm. try and let our players know that we were there for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then, uh, reconstructing the culture, um, trying to, uh, attract, um, and, um, sift through, um, the athletes that truly wanted to be better, um, who sometimes in a lot of cases early on weren't necessarily the the best athletes, but they were, you know, the most committed and at training every day and, you know, just had that work ethic. So uh, really focusing on those human beings and making that the, the standard was, was um, you know, integral in our process as well. Yeah, so if, if you were talking to someone who's looking to, looking to take on a, a program to try and turn it around, would that be some of the key things you'd be, you'd be looking at? And, then, you know, what kind of time frame uh, would, would you give that person? Uh, I gave, you know what, I went on five years. Yeah. Um, yeah. We just happen, we just happen to have things, you know, move a little bit quicker. I mean, right away for us. Mm. Um, and I think that's, that's pretty unusual when I sat down with, um, you know, the organization and, and, um, you know, UBC and Spence, um, you know, I said five years uh, would be a reasonable timeline for you to really see, you know, progress and, and development and, and, you know, sustainability. Mm. Um, I, didn't, I didn't want to come in um, and have a great year and then have it kind of fall apart after. So, you know, um, again, I think five years would be, you know, my you know, recommendation for, you know, a new coach looking to try and do some stuff, um, you know, or turn a program around. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, I definitely, um, club I'm involved in now that I went back to, um, it took, uh, it's kind of a similar story arriving. It was like a, you know, a bit of a shambles. Well, not, not that your club was, but my, my club was, and, um, you know, we had to fight our way into promotion and then it took us four years to win a cup. Um, we, we won one, uh, a lower division one, similar to your story. Uh, but to, yeah. to, to win that top league, um, it took us four. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it's, it's minimum three years investment. I, I feel for, for turning something around. For sure. And I think that's something, you know, we need to do, you know, in Canada, uh, is invest long-term, mm-hmm. uh, versus short-term. I, I think often, oftentimes the, the need to win, now um you know supersedes the time it takes to you know kind of figure out what it is that you really need to um you know pay attention to in order to get it right i mean uh, one of the things we did was we just basically said uh no matter what we do uh we are going to continue to hammer core skills uh because that's where we felt like a lot of our athletes you know um struggled so you could have as fancy a defense or attack plan or pattern or whatever you want to call it systems are really big now um but if your athletes can't execute basic skills uh you know finish um you know when when there are opportunities uh, make you know the right decisions 
you know, without being, you know, told what to do. Um, it, it's really hard to get to, you know, the advanced rugby and some of the stuff that's out there right now. So, um, you know, the other thing we did really well was just be okay with doing some very ordinary hard work um, until we started to see progress in the whole program, you know? Yeah, uh, that's cool. All right, and um, we, we touched on it earlier, you guys won the inaugural uh, Canadian University National Championship. Um, I, watched, yeah. I watched every game online. It was a fantastic competition. You guys had had a great team. You had a couple of just stellar players in, in that group. Um, really, really exciting to watch. Um, how, how important is that competition uh, in your mind? And, and, you know, after going through the first year of it, how would you like to see that grow? Uh, it was huge. Um, we uh, have been working, um, you know, towards something like this and hoping that, you know, there'd be a recognition at the university level. Um, I, I don't, I don't know what it is, you know, Andy. Uh, it's, um, it's one of those things where I hear more people talk about the importance of university rugby um, in conversations uh, with myself or others or in the background. Yet, um, you know, yet the, a competition like this, which celebrates, you know, the work that all the coaches and these players, mm. you know, are putting in, um, you know, didn't exist. Um, so it was, it was, it was huge, I think, because, um, you know, in my opinion, I think, uh, the universities are the most, you know, probably under supported and underutilized rugby resource in the country. Mm. Um, and, uh, I'm really hoping that in year two, um, three, four, and for as long as, you know, we continue it going that, um, that continues to, uh, build, you know, the universities as a, um, you know, a great resource uh, for developing rugby players. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. Although, uh, you know, we are uh, definitely very interested in putting our hands up to host as the, uh, you know, as this year's first champion, but uh, I'm pretty sure that's, uh, that's going to our friends over at UVic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that's, <laughs> that's the way it goes. Eh? But um, I, I agree <laughs> with you. I think, um, I think it's a hanging fruit of uh canadian rugby uh and you've seen how successful it's been for the women's game and uh for men's uh you know development long term i think it's key yeah well we we're, we're super active in sending our guys over so uh we think that's that's actually one of the, the strong points of our program is that uh, we house you know a uh, number like a bunch of u20 players lots of under 19 um, Canada players, uh, and now more and more national level players. Um, I'll use uh, Andrew Coe and uh, Ben Lesage yeah. um, as as two great examples of guys who uh, value um, the opportunity and work that we do at UBC, um, but now have moved on to you know uh, national level endeavors, and uh, we support them. Uh, we talk to professors and kind of set things up so that they're able to you know move from classrooms and travel. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm really stoked on watching Ben play this weekend against Uruguay. Yeah. And, um, you know, obviously we've got, a, you know, uh, graduates like uh, Brock Stoller um, playing mm. for the Canada program on the regular. And, uh, you know, even cooler than that, um, you know, we've got some guys that are now uh, signed up to play for MLR rugby. So, yeah. Yeah, um, you know, even, even, yeah, great to see that uh, guys like Nakai Penny, uh, Connor Whale and, and Brock Stoller again are being given a chance um, to play at uh, you know a professional level. So um, 
Yeah, I would say, um, you know, this is a perfect program for you. And in university is a, a great place for you to, you know, develop physically, um, you know, uh, maybe hone your skills and, um, and then uh, move on to, um, you know, that next level or that next opportunity. Okay, well, let's talk a little bit about your coaching in particular. What's your favorite part of the game to coach and, and why do you like coaching it? <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm, uh, I'm enjoying uh, coaching the backs. Yeah. Um, right now, I find I'm I'm moving in, you know, kind of an evolutionary, you know, you know way. Uh, when I first started, I was the forwards coach. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you, you did all things forwards. I really enjoyed um, just, uh, you know, the strong physical work uh, that the forwards did, whether it be the scrum time um, or whether it just be the close contact ball carrying. Um, you know, so that's where I started. But recently, um, you know, because I've got uh, such a strong forwards background in my coaching staff, um, I've moved in to try and uh, become a better backs coach. And I think I, I enjoy it because it's the it's the fun stuff. Um, I, I like to call it. It's that you know really you know when it when it's on target and uh, you get it right, it leads to. Um, you know, moments in the game that we're all, you know, attracted to that line break, uh, that great support line and, and just guys working together to, you know, um, you know, score points and, and, and execute. And um, so I'm really enjoying coaching the backs. Um, I also enjoy it because, you know, they, they, a lot of people keep telling me I can't do it. So, you know, there's a little <laughs> bit of, there's a, there's a little bit of grit in there and, um, yeah, you know, sure. so, yeah. Uh, I've been challenging myself to really embrace, um, you know, becoming more of a uh, a backline coach. Um, I think really though, um, becoming a head coach has mm-hmm. been uh, the biggest eye opener. Um, yeah. You know, I'm, you know, moving into administration and and you know program objectives and uh, you know obviously doing some media stuff and you know selling the program. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, along with you know trying to attract the the right out athletes so we can continue, um, you know, on such a great path. So, yeah. Um, no, yeah. So uh, cool. Yeah. If, if someone was coming, watch you coach the backs, uh, what, what are they going to see? What are they going to hear? How, how would you run your session? If, if you got given 15, 20 minutes, lots of kicking, yeah. lots of hair product conversation. Okay. So yeah, perfect. Lots of kicking, <laughs> lots of hair product. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, I think, um, you know, uh, my, I wrote down a description. Uh, I think organized chaos would be uh, the best description. I'm a very, you know, free-flowing coach. Um, I like the guys working more than, you know, kind of standing around idle. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously the opportunity to connect throughout a particular session is really important. So, um, you know, we work on trying to, you know, get the players to think um, for themselves and come up with those solutions and answers um so um i think uh, organized chaos um would be the best uh w- would be the best description uh you know and hopefully a lot of hard work and and some good times you know some smiles afterwards as guys feel like they've um you know made progress in the session yeah cool sounds sounds a bit like rugby yeah right <laughs> absolutely <laughs> right we don't uh, we don't try and complicate things at all in yeah. fact uh you know, straight to the point is often the best medicine. <laughs> yeah, sweet. All right, well, um, we always end the show with the, the same final four questions. Uh, when you were a kid growing up and you first got kind of the rugby bug, who who are some of the players going around that you that really caught your eye? 
Yeah, awesome. As a kid, uh, the one that hooked me, I got to be honest, and uh, is Joe DeLoma. Yeah, um, uh, just the sheer size, power, <laughs> and physicality of the man. Plus, um, I still rock his haircut from time to time. You know, <laughs> you I'm do, that's see. true. <laughs> <laughs> only, only mine isn't by choice. It's uh, basically uh, the circumstance of of uh of how things have gone in terms of the hair world for me but uh jonah lomu was was the real first like holy wow you know like i want to i want to do that um i want to find out more about this mm. um i'm also you know a huge fan of richie mccaw so yeah. uh, i think you can tell i'm a huge uh all blacks uh, fan um they've always been uh something really unique and special um so uh, I've paid close attention, and Richie for me uh, is probably just the, you know, just the the toughest uh, human being I've watched play the game, um, and uh, just an outstanding leader. Um, his presence on the field, uh, I think, for those those teams and for while he was playing for the Crusaders, um, I think you could just tell that he had a, a special something about him. So yeah. I'm going to go with uh, Jonah and and Richie. Yeah, no, I agree on, on Jonah. I like. You know, I, I was a massive fan as well. So much so that my wife and I, we, we named our uh, third child Jonah shortly after uh, yeah. Jonah passed away. So it's uh, he, he was just one of those characters in the game who just really changed how people saw rugby and that it was right on that cusp of going professional. And he, he was huge yeah. to the game. Uh, can't underestimate yeah. that. Um, that is, that is amazing that you named uh, one of your kids after him, man. If I was having more kids, which I am not, so please make sure my wife listens to this podcast. Um, uh, I would uh, I would consider the same, man. That's super cool. Can yeah. I give a can I give a, a, a another shout out to Jamie Cudmore? Yeah, um, totally, because, man. Absolutely. Because um, that guy is rad. He is uh, such a great human being, and yeah. uh, in the recent. The recent past, watching him play as a you know mm. a great Canadian athlete, um, so I'd have to give a shout out to Jamie as well. Yeah, and he he was he came through Capilano too. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, that's right, man. That's right. I I think you're tell, I think you can tell him a bit of a homer. Yeah, um, that's all good. But, uh, you know, a lot of good people, and um, you know, Jamie's the kind of guy that no matter how much success he experiences, or you know how how high in the rugby world he's he's gone uh will look you in the eye and play touch with you and you know just treat you with respect and give you give you the time of day so um uh pretty special guy that one awesome cool and what second question what about now who are some of the guys on on the international circuit um or players on the international circuit that you, you you think are really really impressive to watch uh okay uh big fan um you know of Bowden Barrett mm-hmm. um and and Dan Coles um yeah. two guys I kind of got to look at as young players while uh, spending a short time in um, in Wellington um so you know I really need to see what they have done um they were at the kind of entry point of the Hurricanes mm-hmm. um and uh, just you know the whole dynamicism. Um, and how quick they kind of make decisions and take advantage of, of situational rugby is is super impressive. Um, so I would say those two guys. Um, I'm also uh, a big fan of uh, Sam Jeffrey, uh, mm. who is uh, who is playing in the UK um, for Bristol, um, who is also a, a UBC um, you know uh, student and athlete, um, and 
you know, it's really cool to watch him, you know, take on the game and, uh, you know, progress through his career. Yeah, so, he's got Pat Lamb as a coach too. That would be pretty amazing, huh? The uh, first article I got about Sam was really cool because it, it highlighted uh, Bristol uh, telling him or, or working with him to complete his degree, although signing a professional contract oh, so that he, awesome. you know, had that squared. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so that he had that piece squared away before he um, fully immersed himself in professional rugby. So um, I, I just love that that cultural piece and that that mentality um, that Very that they good. value with education like that. So uh, there's uh, there's there's some guys I'm I'm pretty keen into. There's a, there's a few others, but um, yeah. those guys are pretty. Good. Cool. And what what about coaches? Third question: Who are some of the coaches going around that you you really like what they're doing? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I got a long list, man. Uh, Chris Boyd was really cool uh, from the Hurricanes. Yeah. Um, so he was really good. Uh, I got to throw Tom Larish and Curry Hitchborn in there. Cool. Uh, because because those are my my good brothers and um, both have uh, you know really had great influence on me. Um, I'm a huge Crusaders uh, guy as well. So um, Todd Blackadder. Yeah. Um, would have been a, a very you know a great coach that um, I enjoyed um, kind of having a look at. Um, and uh, Spence McTavish, and um, and then recently Gregor Townsend, um, the the noise in Scotland, and uh, you know me being uh, a McLennan, um, you know has been outstanding. I really, um, they're doing something um, that I think um, a lot of coaches should have a look at. Yeah. You know, can I mention two others? For sure, man. Uh, yeah, no problem. Uh, these are a couple of your uh, homeboys uh, from Australia here, so. Uh, Brian Smith and Andrew Blade. Oh yeah, they were um, just at UBC, eh? Yeah, I gotta I gotta hit these two guys up because they um, they were so open when I went down to Australia and um, we just talked rugby and you know shared and exchanged um, some ideas for a few hours and um, you know I'm really uh, really excited that I was able to um, you know invite them up to Canada to have a look around at what we're doing and um, you know uh, get to learn from them for. Uh, a short period. So uh, Andrew and Brian have um, both become, um, you know, definite uh, coach mentors and friends. Sweet. That's awesome. Yeah, I saw on, on your Twitter feed that those guys were, were here. That would have been awesome for coaches and players alike. All right. Well, um, last question. Who's someone in your local community in the grassroots who's doing really good work that you feel deserves some recognition? Well, uh, I know I'm going to go with Bruce Rayner out of um, out of uh, Rockridge. Uh, he's um, he's now moved uh, into our program and has uh, uh, taken on um, kind of our our um, first division and under 23 academy. Um, and uh, he's a he's a rock star man. He loves the game um, and he's uh, great with our athletes and um, just a real. A uh, real neat coach to uh, to spend time with. So my shout out goes to uh, my my good man Bruce Rayner. Cool, awesome. All right, mate. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. It's been a, been a long time coming. I wanted to get you on for a while. So uh, stoked we finally uh, got our schedules lined up and got to chat some rugby. And um, you know, really look forward to catching up with you in person. And and we'll be following uh, UBC's progress uh, throughout the the Premiership, uh, the BC Premiership, really closely. So thanks, mate, for giving up your time. Hey, thank you for having me, man. Yeah, no worries. It was awesome. Thanks for listening to the Rugby Coaches Corner podcast. 
enjoyed the show, please leave a review via iTunes and keep listening for the next episode. You can also follow us via Twitter at RugbyCoachesCNR or via the website therugbycoachescorner.com. Until next time, keep sharing ideas to make the game better.